ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, freaks and geeks and everything in between. It is Blurred Watchers and I'm one of your hosts, Marshall, and I'm here with my lovely. Um, I'm the wife in Blurred Watchers and also <laughs> Blurred Life of My Life. Whatever. Anyways, sorry, it's been a minute. This is Courtney. Hi, girl. Hello. We back. Um, so, yeah, it's December. Uh, had a great year of television um and i wanted to do something you know alex you know hit, hit me up it was like you know i want you guys to do like a, a a best of the year or like a year ending show um this is our second anniversary on the pop break a couple months back so this is our second go around doing this mm-hmm. and i wanted to you know be be a little bit more academic with it i wanted to actually have things listed out we can both see the agenda we can both see everything that's going on so that we can be on the same page and get y'all what y'all need uh nicely succinctly and we got a lot to cover so hopefully y'all are all right um shout out to anybody who's struggling with the holidays and and, and holidays and things like that is definitely can be a tough time for some people so please don't be afraid to reach out and talk to someone if indeed you need help with grief or sadness during these times and happy holidays to everyone who is celebrating anything that they may be celebrating this december any thoughts babe before we uh jump on in no i mean it's been a long year there's been a lot of ups and downs um there's definitely been a lot of good entertainment i'm just kind of looking forward to getting into the show getting into the meat and potatoes um and talking about the things that the folks may want to hear um i know how y'all like to kind of have a background a little bit about like what we are doing or like how the show is set down or broken down um I like to just have like conversation format, but you know, my better half likes to kind of have the outline, read to you the outline, and then as we go through, break the outline down for you. Um, that's not my zhuzh, but he's running the show. So, uh, as I said, I'm ready to get started. I just want to give the people some time stamps, you know? I feel like things are better. I'm sure they appreciate it. You know, I'm a little yeah. bit more fluid with it. I could jump around. Um, but yeah, thank you for, I don't feel like, I don't, I don't think I said thank you enough, uh, for, you know, sitting down and taking a listen. It's been a long year, like my wife says. So if y'all have found a way and some time and whatever it is that y'all are doing to hang out with us for a few hours a month and, um, just talk about some awesome TV that we, you know, are blessed enough to have the time to be able to watch. So without further ado, Let's get into what we're going to talk about. Now, we have a little bit more of a structure in the latter part of this year. We usually come in, we warm up, we do streamer corner, we do snap trailer reactions, and then we get into the topic of the show. We usually do like ongoing shows that we're watching because of our recording schedule. It's very rare that we get to watch a complete show um, in the interim. So a lot of times things are in progress. So we'll start with there. And then we'll get into what we are reviewing in totality, which um, a lot of times it may take us two episodes or so to watch something completely. Right. So but this is the end of the year and we're going to 
uh, start the beginning the same way we always have, but towards the middle or once we get into the topic of the show, we're going to change it up a little bit and just look back on all the things that we watched this year and pick out our favorites and, you know, have have what we call the blurties. Uh, these are awards from myself and, and, and Courtney, and it's just our favorite shit. There's no set number. Um, there's no particular order, but we'll go over all the stuff we watch and then we'll talk about what our favorites were and why. So suffice to say. Let's begin with the streaming corner. Very short list this month because I don't have too much that really interests me. If Courtney can think of anything off the top of her head, I'm sure she will. But um, first thing is The Recruit on Netflix. And Courtney, you may not recognize the name, but you will recognize the face because this is the show headlined by uh, a Mr. Noah Centineo. Um, Centineo? Centineo. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes um, i'm surprised that you brought that up as it's not in the agenda we're freestyling no it's right here uh, i can't read mm. Mm. um so yeah no uh excited to watch that I'm, I, i've liked him since all the boys i loved before um and he made a, a good turn in black adam which we uh, covered on. Let me be um, honest. I think all the boys I've loved or whatever, that letter thing, I think that's probably the the best thing he's done so far for me. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I, You know, I, th- I feel like he was like young and fresh and new. And I was like, I like this kid and him talking about like, um, uh, talking about intimacy between uh platonic friends platonic intimacy that's the phrase that i was looking for that was escaping me i just thought it was cute the relationship that he had with laura condor and like how they were really cool and close and stuff like that and how it helped with the chemistry for um that movie yeah and was it a movie or show a movie Uh, no all the boys i loved before yeah that was a movie yeah i don't know like i think he's cool i did like him in black adam um, I think I've seen him in a couple other things. I, the recruit already came out, so we yeah. have a chance to go ahead and watch it. We haven't watched it yet. It, th- that's also a movie, is it not? Or is it a show? I think it's a movie, isn't it? There might be a movie of the same name, but I don't think. Oh, okay. That. Well, regardless, um, I, it's. Uh, I would think it's worth a watch. So, I, but I'm not like excited by it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, that came out on the 16th. It is now the 20th. So oh, yeah. it just came out. Um, but also we have uh, uh, next week something that we're both really excited for. Well, actually this week. But Alice in Borderlands Season 2 on the 22nd. Yes, I'm excited for that. Yes. Um, and as you were saying when we were talking about it, um, doing a rewatch of Season 1 um, we should to kind week, of... Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that we can be in the mind frame to move on to season two. Uh, Alice in Borderland was good. Yeah. I was surprised. It was our Squid Game before Squid Game. True. Because when Squid Game came out, I feel like everybody was Very like, similar oh my concept. God, this is so amazing, yada, yada, yada. And I feel like Courtney and I were like, oh yeah, that's like Alice in Borderland. But I think, that, I think during that time, that's when a lot of stuff was coming out. Like there was um, High Rise Invasion. Mm. Um, there was... Uh, there was a couple of things that were out um, 
either in Korean drama, Japanese drama, or in anime that kind of had that same yeah. theme of this like this dystopian yeah. Hunger Games sort of Hunger Games esque. If you want, kind of want to go there, not really not Hunger Games, but these uh, games that were like life and death. Absolutely, and you know, it's it. I don't. I don't know. Like, I just. I felt like a a lot of this stuff that we were watching at that time frame. Like, we just kind of had like a a something was pulling us toward that type of content. I don't know why. And when then Squid Game came out, we were so like kind of like I'm not gonna say full. But it, we, I remember us just, we just didn't really have like a super, you know, interest in Squid Game at first. We were like, okay, we'll get to it when we get to it. And we got to it and it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would agree with that. We weren't like chomping at the bit to watch it because I think we ended up watching it or binging it maybe a week after everyone had already been in the frenzy over it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, okay, and then the last one is coming uh, Christmas Day, um, The Witcher, Blood Origin on Netflix. All three of these uh, streaming corner options are coming to Netflix this month. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's really exciting to see a super prequel. Yeah, to, that's one that's showing like the origin of the elves, right? Well, it's, Something like that? it's supposed to be like the first Witcher. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's kind of like taking like the whole Spartacus blood the sand route. Like, okay, when the, you know, unfortunately in Spartacus, if if anyone's never watched it, the leading man in Spartacus, Andy Whitfield, he um he had Hodgkin's Hodgkin's lymphoma, yeah, and he unfortunately passed away. But before he passed away, there was a season of Spartacus without him in it that was a prequel, hmm. and I feel like The Witcher is taking the same route as they you know. Uh, switch the reins from Henry Cavill who left uh, to pursue some super things which well, unfortunately right it's not panning out right yeah. so hopefully they get him back because well, they who they were saying was supposed Liam to take over Hemsworth. Huh? Liam Hemsworth is yeah. the replacement for Geralt of Rivera, yeah, no, of no and you know honestly I, I think that I think Henry Cavill was great as Geralt I don't know what that relationship is like right now. I don't know if either one of them is going to want to be like coming back to the other one. Why? But he went back, quote unquote, to play Superman. I mean, yeah. So come back to Geralt. Geralt? Geralt? We can only It's Geralt because I always want to say Geralt. It's Geralt. And I know that's wrong. Cillian Killian. (laughs) Uh, Okay, no, that's different. (laughs) (laughs) It is Killian. But um, yeah, so I mean, hopefully, babe, you're right. But. You know, I know in this this thing is a business and people have pride and they've already, you know, got um, Liam signed up and, you know, Henry Cavill's on. Well, speaking of pride, I think this is going to break Liam's pride. He's going to come in here to be uh, Geralt and people are going to be like, "Mm, no, take that shit elsewhere. Wait, are they both Aussies? Is Henry Cavill an Aussie? No, he's British. He's British. He's British. Yeah, he's he's very British. Um, But okay. Those are our streaming corner um, features, you guys. Hopefully, everybody gets a chance to check that stuff out this this month. Um, plenty of stuff coming up in the new year. 
I would also like to say with the Witcher Blood origin, I'm very excited to see it. And I hope you are because I was also excited to see the Witcher Nightmare of the Wolf, the animated Mm -hmm. um, series that they put out. And we started it and someone who loves to fall asleep during animated shows that I like. Um, we had to put it off for months before we came back to it. And then we got back to it. He was like, oh, yeah, this is really good. Thanks, babe, for, you know, making us watch. And I was like, you're welcome, even though it took us forever. Interesting. And I've been one to watch it, but I was being a great wife and not just watching it on my own, knowing that you would like it. It was fantastic. Um, I, I have no arguments. I appreciate you. You're awesome. And uh, thank you for waiting for me. You're welcome. Great job. Great job. Let's move on, y'all. We have a slate of Snap trailer reactions. Some of these I haven't been able to watch because of this show. And I wanted to watch the trailer. And some of these may be a couple of weeks old at this point. Yeah. But we're going to cover them now. And we're going to begin with um the boys gen v so we will watch the trailer and we will be right back with our thoughts yep and we back we back we back ladies and gentlemen after watching the trailer for For the boys gen v boys gen v i'm excited um more blood and gore and guts and probably sex and to go along with the blood and gore there's gonna be murder murder Um, intrigue the first thing Secrets. I thought, um, well, go ahead. You go first. What's the first thing you thought? I mean, it looks like more boys. You know, it looks, it, I mean, the, 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 the universal aesthetic, you know, the, the look, the feel mm-hmm. um, is there, is there, you know what I mean? I think that's really all I needed. I was going to watch this anyway, cause the boys is just so good. Yeah. And to get more of that off season in between seasons of the boys and expanding this universe is a dub. I was already, I was already in. This is definitely a great way to do it. Yeah. Just like a kind of a different take. I mean, the boys is very mature. This is a little bit less mature, but even saying that in this universe, it's a very mature show. It's a very mature look into what these kids are going through. I mean, mm-hmm. I say kids lightly. They're in college. but um, And there are some familiar faces. Yes. So great. that was the first thing for me. Um, and then I'll expound kind of off of or, mm-hmm. you know, as we like to say, piggyback off of the things that you were saying. The first thing I thought I was like, oh, there was one face. I was like, I know that face. I know that face. And then there was another face. I was like, oh. Chance Perdomo, and then I was like, Chance Perdomo. That's how I know that other face. That's Jazz Sinclair. I love to see these people from the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina going forward. Um, we were slightly talking because she was like, "Oh, save it, save it yeah, for the Snapchat yeah, 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 reaction." Yeah, yeah. I wish Tati Gabrielle. I mean, I guess she can't be in everything, but I love her. I love her too, and she, she's gorgeous. She's her a, voice. She was in Uncharted. Rat, like, yes, um, she was the best part to me. She was the she was definitely a very strong um, character in Uncharted, and someone that they created for the movie. Um, I thought looking at the trailers for Uncharted is completely unrelated, y'all. But I thought looking at the trailers for Uncharted, she was going to play like a Nadine Ross type character. Mm-hmm. And that's what she ended up playing, kind of, like a, a mercenary, but she was a different character. So, I mean, there's still a chance for Nadine Ross to get into um, the next Uncharted film. But the familiar faces that I was talking about, babe, were people from The Boys. We got Ashley, yeah. the red-haired chick. We yeah, saw, yeah, the one's pulling out her hair. Yeah, shit we, we saw on. a couple of those characters. I mean, those those things are important to me. 
to at the end of the day say, hey, we saw a train. We saw a train. Like, hey, these people are are around. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't know the time frame that Gen V takes place. I'm assuming that it's the same, you know, concurrent time frame. Like, yeah. it's just happening, you know. But that for me is really key. And when I say, you know, familiar faces, not only the cast and new cast, but Jazz Sinclair getting a starring role. Like, she's clearly the main character mm-hmm. um, after her work on Sabrina, where she was, you know, she's a beautiful girl. Beautiful yeah. girl. And I'm, I'm just glad to see that she's getting this opportunity and then Chance Perdomo, they're just cherry picking from Netflix on can't, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I would not be surprised to get a, a Kiernan Shipka um, signing uh, no, one of these I don't want to see her in it. I'm not that I don't, you know, not, sorry, I moved away. Not that I dislike her. You know what? There's obviously some bias there, right? You know? Um, I do... I do root for the skin folk, but also, you know, Kieran Shipka, I feel like she's more of a known name. It might be a nice little wink for her to show up, but I feel like we've already got a manic pixie wonder girl in, um, in, uh, star starlight. Is that her name? Starlight. Like we don't need a little blonde blue eyed girl. Honestly, I mean, I mean, she might be the next coming of Starlight and perhaps, you know, uh, Homelander would be like, Ooh, the next iteration, we can replace her with this one. Not to give you ideas, but I'm not like wanting for her. If we're talking about wanting for other characters for, from Sabrina, then Mm. I want, I want Tati. That's what I want. Tati Gabrielle, of course. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about that too. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just it's just one of those things where the casting director clearly, you know, may be a fan. It seems like Chaos was like Chaos was like their audition. Yeah. And they were like, Whoa, look at this cast. They doing some shit. They strong as shit. Like, no, that that's that's just me winking at, you know, just the just the the, the characters and the the castings mm. um i'd be fine without Kiernan shipka shipka i i do think that she has a bit of a, a future for herself if she can kind of get away from these characters um I what do you mean like how things. chaos was kind of like you couldn't tell where it was set but it seemed like it was more like set in the past and how she was doing um um madmen Mad so like these almost yeah, I, just, I, I, I just think that and this is completely unrelated because I'm really Period excited about Jazz Sinclair, of. but I just think that Kiernan's next role should be atypical of that. You know, do something different. Try to get away from the typecasting. It's hard. But I mean, what, like being a quirky kind of character? Something like that. I don't know. We can talk about this another time. Okay. So well, yeah, we're talking about someone who's not even in not the trailer. Jeez right. and bread. You're right. Anyways, I was excited for it. It definitely set up. I mean, the fact that the thing that made me go, oh, and jump was... Uh, well, spoilers. Um, was a puppet being decapitated? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just they 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 push them. I'm not surprised anymore. I'm not surprised. Like this is the type of shit that I would come to expect from uh, the boys branded trailer. I mean, and it's it's just more of what we love. This is a real world with super people in it, mm-hmm. and people are fucked up. And that is the most beautiful thing about the boys for me, as far as a franchise and as far as the 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 look of this idea that they're trying to convey. Like, yo, 
people want superheroes, but do you? You know what's crazy to me, especially based off of that um the boys that animated series they did. We're gonna talk about that later. Um well yes, but I just want Diabolical. Diabolical, yes. The funny thing about it is because you know sometimes you think like, oh, you know, if we lived in this sort of universe, well like what would we do if we had superpowers? But now that I think about it, at least for me, I think for you too maybe, but definitely for me, well, I don't know. I don't know because both my parents were in the military. So they may have tried to do something or like snuck something in in the military and it's like, oh, just don't worry about it. Take this injection. But if it wasn't that, I don't think my parents would like sign up to like have me injected with mm-hmm. with V, you mm-hmm. know, with compound V. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel like my parents because they wouldn't be hurting for money. They wouldn't be like wanting fame and glory and stuff like that honestly maybe i would have been a part of it because both of them were in the army so they would have just been like shut up take the shot and then you know they probably would have said yeah this family in particular because both of the parents are u.s issued soldiers yeah we could shoot them both up and see you know what comes of that marriage so maybe in our universe i'm a uh, i'm a little superpower person because Evil. they can do what the fuck they want Evil. to their own property look at you. i don't know about you you only have one parent so this is a roll of the dice with you they might have yeah, been like all right let's you get let's you get the dad and see what happens <laughs> I, don't, I don't know man it's um it's it's really really good um yeah i'm i'm excited i'm excited for it i'm ready for it um I don't have a exact date right now, but uh, it's 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 exciting for Gen V. Yeah, it just hit twenty twenty three. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I you know what? This is blurred watchers. I have to say, I'm also happy to see what it looks like a lot of main characters that are going to be black. Yeah, this has been a good year for us in twenty twenty two. I am looking forward to twenty twenty three. You know, I know a lot of people probably are like, oh, you know, it just seems like well. Actually, if you say that there's oversaturation, that don't even make sense to me. But I guess like the accolades seem to be going more geared towards black people and people of color. It's but really one I of think those things like it's time yeah, and it's time for exist, everyone to see here. that there is talent outside of I don't want to say generic, but just like white people, yeah. you know, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant people or people from generations of Hollywood royalty, you know, family, these family of actors and stuff like that. You know, that's all well and good. I'm not taking anything away from them. You know, there's I mean, acting is acting. If you're a good actor, you're a good actor. But I'm glad to see that we're giving other people a chance and you can just see how profound they are. Um, even in things that are, you know, gratuitous, uh, gr- gratuitous, not grow, gratuitous. Like I was the on boys. Twitter earlier today, and um, uh, me and Noah Frank we follow each other from the Cinema Joe's podcast. Mm. Um, and there was a tweet about how, as much as everyone is talking about Black Panther, there's so many people overlooking the Woman King when it comes to award season mm. and and just like you know all of the accolades and things like that. And, you know, I said that, you know, we can only get one per year. I don't even think it's that. I think that we've had so many great examples of superb acting and directing um, from people of color and then specifically also black people. I think we're getting to a point where 
we have such a wealth to choose from that sometimes things get overlooked because there's so much to choose from. I think this year. Now, in other years, I would agree where it's just like, oh, well, there can only be one. But I think this year in particular, there were just so many things to choose from. Well, not so many. More than usual things to choose from when we're talking about good, strong pieces of work that deserve accolades. Huh? Movies? Yeah, because, I mean, like I said, when we're talking about people of color, because we have everything everywhere all at once, you've got Black Panther, you do have Woman King. I think Woman King did get some nominations for well, things well, in the Golden Globes about, and like, Emmys. It's just, it's just from, like, the general general opinion. Okay. And, and that's why I was saying we can only get one, because if there's two great Black movies, mm. you know, do you it's not it's well, not perhaps like maybe i'm being a little bit too optimistic right it's like sometimes they can't both exist there has to be oh that one as opposed to you know this is this is just two great movies you mm-hmm. know what i mean but because they're both black led black cast black stories you know the the general the general opinion is such that oh this is the one that everyone gravitates to as opposed to these are just two great movies. I suppose so. But no, I guess where we're coming from. And he said, you know, they're, that both of those, you know, are in this top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when you just look at, when you take your, take, take, take all the stuff away and just look at both films objectively, they're fantastic. Yeah. But we already know that, you know, Oscar's so white. We already know that Hollywood has a problem when it comes to conveying other than, you know, um, these type of stories mm. uh it, it's 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 objective at this point so that's the only point that i was making i'm excited for Gen V. i'm excited for these young actors to get a chance <laughs> look and, where he went just talking about the boys Gen v. my goodness tangents. it got very uh intense off of again a gratuitous show full of love sex it, well maybe not love sex violence there could be uh, love. gore kids. oh yes well there was love in the yeah. boys yeah Maeve Queen Maeve and, and her partner and well I'm Gideon. not even talking about that I'm talking about um Frenchie and yeah Frenchie and Kimiko Kimiko and, um Annie Kimiko. And, you know um Billy and whatever Himself. happened there <laughs> yeah uh so all right let's let's move on y'all the next um the next trailer that we have I'm so excited for me too I'm so excited for this show. Uh, but yeah, let's watch the trailer for The Last of Us. Y'all, I really fuck with y'all because I could have watched this trailer two weeks ago when it came out, but I waited until we yes. sat here recording. Can't, can't wait for The Last of Us, uh, Pedro Pascal, and then what was the young Bella girl's Ramsey. name? Yes. yes, both alums of Game of Thrones. Yes, both yes. had outstanding performances in Game of Thrones. What was her name Bella Ramsey? Yeah. She, I was like, I want to be that little girl so bad. The way that she commands that room, oh I was like, goodness. that bi- that bitch is the North. And listen, I dare say that Game of Thrones really gave both of them the attention that neither one of them had at the time. Because Pedro Pascal's turn as... Um, Pablo Escobar? No. Oh. Um, in Game of Thrones, his name was... Um, oh, Oberyn. Oberyn Martell. Mm-hmm incredible like okay I, was, I, I thought you were gonna say that his turn is um pablo escobar in um in narcos was not as groundbreaking as see, him in, okay uh, yeah, well i didn't know anything about it me neither but i knew that he was in it playing okay, okay well okay well look 
y'all, we'll be right back. We're going to finally <laughs> watch the trailer for The Last of Us coming to HBO in January. We'll be right back. God damn. <laughs> God damn. As soon as the trailer uh, ended, I was like, oh, this show's going to fuck me up. <laughs> this this, shit, this yeah. shit looks perfect. Yeah. This shit looks perfect. Perfect. It gave me the same feeling as watching you play the game. And then I was just thinking about the second game where that shit had me anxious uh, as a hell and I had to tap out. Yeah. Yeah. First reaction. This this show is going to fuck me up. There's so much in this trailer. There's so much in this trailer. I can't wait to see the acting of the new faces I saw in there. Those two black brothers. The oldest one, too. He's like, you're not her father. But you're someone. Well, those, like, ah. those, those two were in the first game. I know. It was a tragic like, ending, right? That's yeah. Um, but but wow, man! It's just like I know how much you love the game. Yeah. And I, I this was one of the games where I really enjoyed, especially the first one. Yeah. I stuck through the whole thing with you on the first one, mm-hmm. like from beginning to the end. I was on the adventure with you watching. And um, it made me feel like I was in like uh, gr- what was it? Girlfriend, girlfriend girl- reviews. Girlfriend reviews made me feel like that. I was like, oh, I'm the OG girlfriend reviews. Yeah. Well, I guess wife, but um, it made me feel. It gave me what I was feeling while watching you play the game, which was I, in a weird way, I wish I could be there. I feel like I could be there. I feel like I'm there. What would this be like, literally, to like? feel this as the real world and that's what this is giving it's more immersion than i like and pedro that boy can act perfect even off this i know he about to show his ass it's it's like they just captured everything like bella ramsey as as ellie you know they got her with the little with the little cut in her in her Mm -hmm. her eye you know like like ellie her little sassiness she's super sassy i do miss her accent I mean, but that's, that's, I mean, you gotta... I like how for... I, you know what? She's being Ellie. I still see her as that formidable little girl, which I suppose she'll still be formidable, but just in a different way. Yeah, Ellie's mad formidable in this, in this, in, in that game. And last yes. Part one. Um, I think I'm still thinking of her as this last iteration of I saw her. Very flawed and hurt. Oh, older Ellie. And... And the mo the 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 pain will hurt the painful motivations yeah. of Ellie, where it's just like it's it's tough because you can, yeah it's it's almost like I know the arc of this character mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. now seeing her again as a kid is like going back to play The Last of Us for the first time when you're just introducing and you're sitting there looking at the last thing that you see from her. It's this weird nostalgia, like, yeah, like. It's 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 a paradox because you're looking now. Keep in mind, y'all. The Last of Us is my favorite game of all time. <laughs> this this game changed my life. Like it's an intense, disturbing masterpiece. As as um as the as a reviewer that I read said, and I've always agreed with this. And what they've been able to accomplish with just the trailer for this show, like I don't think people are ready. If you haven't seen or if you don't know the story of The Last of Us, hmm. I don't think you're ready. I mean, I am also curious 
if they're going to stay, especially with HBO, yeah. are they, but I don't know. They have all the source material already there. So my thought was before I even interrupted myself is, are they going to stay faithful to the game? purely faithful to it or are they going to deviate they're going to be like you love this this is where it is however we want to take them someplace else would you be upset so there's some things that i already know right okay so we know that tess is played by anna torv who is um she played on that show fringe that you watched um with joshua jackson fringe I, I remember you watching this show. Fringe. It was on Fox. It came on like right before that show um, about the killer. Um, that uh, well, either way, Anator. <laughs> she is she's an <laughs> okay. actress, um, but she's also done video game work before. She's also played Nariko in a in a video game that I really loved called Heavenly Sword. But so we know that Tess is going to have a larger role in the show. Okay. Uh, because in the game she actually dies in like the first five hours she's she's gone very early she she passes away this the brothers sam and um i can't think of i can't think of both their names but supposedly they play a larger role riley who is ellie's girlfriend her first like her best friend like her first girlfriend is in this show and we don't see her in the last of us until the dlc which came out months later uh, the Left Behind DLC, which was actually a prequel. So I don't know, um, and not only that, but Sarah is in this show, who is Joel's daughter, who dies in the first, the intro of The Last mm-hmm. of Us, but she's in the show. So are they going to take more creative freedoms with the show? I'm sure they are. Because I feel like, I feel like in this medium, they don't have gameplay, you know? Like there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing where you can fill up 15 minutes of. Well, right. But does that mean that most of that is going to be like flashbacks? It couldn't be. It can be. Like the sound is going to be, it's going to be flashbacks of his interaction being in the show more than they were in the game. True. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's, I can't, I can't say if it'll be. But then at that point, it's like, okay, but we're building backstory where we're seeing more than just like, you know, when he's driving around with his daughter or you know they're in the house and then mm-hmm. you know somebody breaks in or whatever and they're like oh what the fuck like it's going to be more of building like their relationship and flashbacks of that i guess well, i mean and also how different would that really be too because the the last of us as a series both games employed flashbacks mm. brilliantly yeah you know what i mean so i'm i'm really excited to see how they do it the trailer shows me that there's that they're being faithful to the feeling of the game, the intensity of the game, the, mm-hmm. the, the clickers that we saw, yeah. the way that they moved, and and the um oh my goodness, there's a big infected um that you know blows out mushroom clouds. I can't remember their name, but seeing them and just you know I. I'm also this, looking forward to seeing the um, the performance from Nick Offerman. Bill, yeah, he's a great character in the game. I feel like he's going to get. More, they have they have options. Yeah, they have they can fill ten episodes. I am happy with this 
version of immersion. I know going forward as we are getting the different iterations of VR and things like that, inevitably there's going to be a VR version of this or something like it or perhaps they may yeah, adapt it to VR. Um yeah, I don't think that I could do it. Uh, the Last of Us, and especially The Last of Us Part Two, as a virtual reality that perhaps may make me have a heart attack. Yeah. So I'm just like this level of immersion. I think I can. They, they did uh, their job too well with the Last yeah. of Us Part I th- Two. I think I can I handle to. this. Uh, can you imagine you're in VR and then no. you just hear and feel that's no. clicking to the no. right of you, and you're nope. like, I'm not gonna turn my head. Nope. I can't. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. But yeah, so uh, overall, um, man, I, January can't come fast enough. Mm. What did it say, January fifteenth? Something like that. It's it's like this. Like I said, man, it's I can't wait until people start watching this show who have never played the game before, or maybe aren't you know into gaming. Mm. There's gonna be a whole new collection of people that have access to this story and the way that it's portrayed. And I want to, I really want to be able to say it's just like the game, Mm. you know, or it's better than the game or, you know, they did some things different, but it's so true to, to, to the spirit of the game. And just to see something that came out of a video game, the way that people talked about video games, you know, when I was growing up, just like, the type of things that we're going to see in the next few years, God of War just got ordered by Amazon Prime. Like, oh. God of War is getting hmm. a TV show. Horizon Zero Dawn is getting a TV show. Well, like, let's hope. Is, did they say which um, network? Horizon? I think Netflix has Horizon, but it's also a prequel. Okay. Um, the Horizon show is not focused on the period where Aloy exists. It's the period where the Pharaoh Plague happened. Um, so it's like the future but not as far in the future as the game this is okay. basically what what happened with the pharaoh plague and it's it's a prequel to the game but it's going through the period of time where the robot swarm was taking over and then i guess the war they're still developing it but it is it has been ordered i would say i'm excited about god of war but Amazon has been a little bit hit or miss. A little too hit or miss. But when they hit. Yeah. So we'll see. I'll res- I'll reserve my comments. I can I I feel like Amazon has earned my trust if they do what they're doing and they take the time. I mean, they shit the bed with ring of doing. rings of power. Yeah, though. but there wasn't a video game. I mean, but with Rings of Power, the level of intensity of world building, of building of language, of building of just lore from J.R.R. Tolkien, I understand that they were only able to get but so much because the the Tolkien estate is notorious for like saying, fuck no, don't touch our shit. And I guess they got whatever little bits and pieces of it that they could. But they, I I mean, I don't know, right? Because of that, I don't know how much they they hamstr- hamstrung them, yeah. right? The state. But they just shit the bed with that. Jesus, the reason The reason why I have hope is because God of War 
especially since the reboot. Now, there have been two God of War games that since the reboot. There's been God of War 2018, which is God of War uh, 4, and then God of War Ragnarok, which is technically God of War 5. Mm-hmm. Those two games set a cinematic precedent that I think is very transferable to... I mean, I get it. It's just the things where I'm just like the stuff that they referenced, even in Rings of Power, where it was just like, and you, and you know, I was like, oh, that, they talking about the Silmarillion. Yeah, they talk, yeah. and just they were just like, hee hee, let's just drop this and then couldn't use it, and then do nothing. And I was like, now keep in mind, y'all. <laughs> what? Keep in mind, y'all. We still have yet to finish the Rings of Power because it's just so fucking laborious, and I just have no. It's literally like no one episode, it's and we were like ten minutes in. I was going to we say like, we've I actually can't. watched the first ten. <laughs> we were like, it's I just can't like, do it. Uh, I think I'd rather have a video. <laughs> we are like ninety-eight percent through, and we just could not finish. So anyway, um, that's what she said. Let's, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> let's give them a chance with God of War. Um, okay, Amazon. We know we know that they have the budget. Mm-hmm. know that they can throw the budget at this at this property well regardless clearly we have already stated that hbo we're looking at you bitch and from what you have shown us uh we're excited and we're so excited that we have gotten sidetracked with other things that um will be coming out at some point in the future yet again sidetracked with the tangents but you we need you, Clickay. You can't win, you stupid whore. Uh, <laughs> oh, let's right, not y'all. get into so, the Game of Thrones. So. Let's let's get into um, let's get into speaking of HBO topic of the show, which is our end of the year, um, our end of the year roundup, the best of the year, the blurties, as I like to affectionately call them. We're going to do a quick run through. Of everything that we have reviewed this year. 12 episodes that you guys have gotten. Well, actually 11 because we missed a month due to COVID. Uh, so hopefully everyone is who has had COVID. We're right there with you. We understand. Uh, we, oh, my God. It was COVID. It was it terrible. Was, did we talk about other... Oh, God. I mean, we had a loss. I had a loss. Did we talk about it? Yeah. No, we're sorry. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Stuff. You know, so I mean, missed, when I think the, about it, it's not even comparable. I shouldn't put it like that, but mm, family history begs. Whatever. Anyways, it, that month in particular, that yeah. was a hellish month for both of us. It was a hellish month for me. There was yeah. a lot of family drama, but yeah. uh, and then to top it off, you know, the cherry on top, COVID. So yeah. fun. July, <laughs> July. Uh, but yeah, either way, you guys. So let's do it this way. We're going to go. Um, in somewhat reverse order, I kind of lost order on some of these, so we'll be all right. But babe, lost the plot as we are wont to do. <laughs> let's uh, go over. <laughs> let's go over one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. 15 full seasons of television that we have reviewed. Thank you, Count Dracula. Um, Count Blackula. Actually, <laughs> I miscounted because it's 16. I forgot to write one in. Mm. Sesame Street would be appalled. Oh, a good one. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. So, uh, because, you was fucking up. Yeah, no, I, I, I was going off of our old agendas. Um, so let's do it this way. You want to start from most recent to least recent or least recent to most recent? Uh, dealer's choice. 
House of the Dragon season one, <laughs> we reviewed on the show. It actually took us three episodes because we did like the first first to six and then six to nine. And then we came back for our House of the Dragon retrospective. Mm-hmm. Let's before we get into this stuff, let me just list everything off so we know what we're talking about here. House okay. of the Dragon season one, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law season one, How to Build a Sex Room season one, Sandman season one, Hellbound season one. The World's Finest Assassin Gets Reincarnated in Another World as an Aristocrat, Season 1. Moon Knight, Season 1. Legend of Vox Machina, Season 1. The Boys Diabolical, The Boys, Season 3. Upload, Season (laughs) 2. All of Us Are Dead, Season 1. Book of Boba Fett, Season (laughs) 1. Silent Sea, Season 1. Hawkeye, Season 1. And The Peripheral, Season 1. I always laugh at the way you say Boba Fett. I be trying. You be I saying said, it like the nickname the, for Robert in the South. You be like, Boba, I said Boba, Boba Fett. I said Boba right, Sparks. Well, <laughs> all right. So Sorry. what we're gonna do? What we're gonna do, y'all? Because we could talk about all of these shows, but Courtney, I want you to pick out five, five of your favorite of the year. Now, oh. of course, this isn't everything. And um, but these are the ones that we talked about on the show. So I want I want there to be a little bit of continuity here. Um, you'll go one. I'll go one. You'll go one. I'll go one. And we'll just we'll get to so five. just five of my favorites in no particular order. Yeah, and why? Yeah, let's, okay. let's let's revisit our, our, our favorite of the year. You know. All right. So one of them that I'll pick out that I think. No, I know that you didn't watch. And that way I can, you know, live my Gemini fantasies and just talk uh and talk would be Sandman season yeah. one. Um, amazing. It was such a good show. Um, honestly, I was surprised at how much um how much I like the Sandman. Um, so we have Tom Sturridge as Lord Morpheus, uh, aka the Sandman. Uh Gwendolyn Christie was in it as Lucifer. I mean, it was a pretty well I think it was a pretty well packed show um i mean as far as like actors go i mean Patton oswalt was in it mark hamill was in it stephen fry wow um yeah there was just a lot of good actors in here um i know from people who are into the sandman the graphic novel on youtube and twitter i was seeing how people were comparing the scenes in the show with the graphic novel and how it was like almost perfect like frame for frame between the graphic novel and the show how they were bringing the scenes to life um it was it was so good i believe i binged it in Mm. like two days yeah you did i didn't it it was good i'm looking forward to season two um i think i don't want to say it had a slow burn but i remember one of uh the pieces of advice that i gave people that asked me about it they were like oh should i watch it oh do you like it the piece of advice that i got uh, that i gave was get to episode three get to episode three it's good up to episode three but episode three and beyond that's when you start to get where you're like I like this show and then you start to feel like it's almost like an anthology but everything is connected mm-hmm. um and at a certain point you start to see how it connects and it loses that feel of of it being anthology a little bit um 
and i use that loosely but yes give it those three episodes they're they're worth to watch those three episodes alone but after that it just it really sucks you in so sandman season one without getting into too much detail or anything like that um i uh, i am absolutely excited for a season two i thought it was almost perfect that's high praise okay um where should i go then um the things that the things we watch i have to give a shout out to the world's finest assassin gets reincarnated in another world as an as an aristocrat super enjoyable anime <laughs> super enjoyable isekai for those who are you know either new or getting into or even isekai veterans i feel like there's something here for everyone uh, the magic system is dope. The way that they actually do the isekai is very much like a video game. Um, not to say that other isekais haven't done this, but I just like the way that it was implemented. We have a main character who is typical of an isekai, basically all powerful. But the challenge faced to him is I, I just thought it was this was just a well done isekai. You know, it was just a well done it, it played with some ideas it played with some things like i said the magic system is dope um there's a, a legit challenge and i'm really excited for season two I, I i was hoping that there was actually seven seasons of this when we looked on crunchyroll i was like oh this is a nice long isekai that i can watch and binge but we it just ended up being, on netflix it's on crunchyroll because okay. remember it was like the different seasons were just different languages that it was okay like, yeah so we were kind of let down but i I was really excited for this show. I'm, I I enjoyed it immensely. Um, I liked it. It's not my favorite isekai. Um, I like the one that we were watching before, the one where the person was a uh, reincarnated as a slime. No, um, where the guy was like a neat, where he like stayed in the house and didn't come out, and just like oh, jobless reincarnation. Yeah, I prefer jobless reincarnation. Did you watch that this year? Um, no, but I'm just saying as far as an isekai goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, prefer I mean, this, that. This 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 the best of the year. I mm. did I did really like um Childless Reincarnation, but we didn't watch that this year. I feel like it kind of came into this year, like in the beginning. But anyways, regardless, I liked it. Even outside of the realm <laughs> even outside the realm of isekais, um, and saying like, oh, this is the best isekai of the year. It wasn't my favorite thing that we watched i wouldn't put it i wouldn't put it in my top five all right top five all right well we are back to you my dear all right let's see from this my next would be (laughs) you know what if we're gonna keep it high if we're gonna keep it high the boy's diabolical yeah I think that might be number two for me. Yeah. If we're looking at everything, just like, cause it was very, so, so um, anthology based. Um, it was su- not surprising, but it kind of threw me off because of the fact that, you know, it was animated. It shouldn't have, because, you know, we're so used to, um, Amazon Prime now and animated shows that are just like no holds bar gore mm-hmm. um, because because of Invincible <laughs> uh, how how optimistic because um, the same people are involved right isn't um, 
Seth Rogen was involved, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I should have known. Yeah, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, his partner, um, his writing partner, were involved in Diabolical. for Diabolical. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah. I should like I should have known, but the stories were great. I think one of my favorite ones, I can't remember the name of it, was when they were talking about um, the guy that was taking the um, the precursor to the the fake compound V. Oh, and he uh, had that whole dream sequence. Yes. Where yeah. Where we were thinking it was his life. He was taking it and it was making him all strong and buff and stuff like that. So he, you know, got the courage to talk to his, um, his, crush, his crush or his neighbor. And then she got, she got on in it and, you know, they had this whole whirlwind romance where they were like soups that were dating and had this social media life. And then come to find out it was only a matter of seconds and like basically his brain and his face melted. And again, that was the, what we saw as basically the cartoon precursor to what, um, what Butcher and Huey, Huey were taking. Yeah uh the the like temporary v. temp v temp v v24 yeah. so something like that whatever the 24 hour v that gives yeah. you powers for 24 hours so i thought that was great because that was a good episode but then that also kind of built where we could see where this was happening in the boys where that came from yeah um there was that weird episode with aquafina where like her poop <laughs> came to life yeah, that, that shit was, was nasty that that it was we the were, most we so kawaii episode. episode. It was the nastiest one. That yeah. episode had me fucked up. Where we were seeing shit where like, and even the boys season three, which we'll talk about, but people getting exploded from their dicks or imploded from their dicks. No, but what explosion. fucked me up was a little magical girl who brought her own shit to life. I was like, yo, this is fucking disgusting. Oh, uh, <laughs> it was yeah the boys diabolical i like to see the origin basically of homelander and how um basically black noir Noir got him on the side he was like look i I saw you lose your shit let me help you just to plan and he was like oh he got my back and i was like okay yeah and and it's your crazy ass that, that made a moment um in the boys season three ever so much more impactful mm-hmm. seeing that before and we were on um we yeah. were on michael t ford's podcast and and at the time he had seen season three of the boys but he hadn't seen diabolical and we were just like oh my god you gotta watch that that was a good discussion because yeah. y'all should go look y'all should go uh listen to that episode because we um also made a lot of what may be predictions, predictions yeah, for season for season four, four. Mm-hmm. so we'll see if anybody you know from that camp is listening to us and mm-hmm. we see that happen so yeah all right so uh that was your second one babe mm-hmm. you got your top two so far sandman and the boys diabolical two really strong choices of the year um man where do i want to go <laughs> i would have to go the next one I didn't think I would like this as much as I did. All of us are dead. Yeah. I really like that show. I was looking at that one for my second one. I was like, is this what (laughs) I want? Man, that, that drawing kind of took me off, uh, off balance by surprise. Like whatever you want to say, these kids, man, in this, in this situation, it was so tough. 
Um, but you know, you're in school, you got a zombie outbreak coming because one of the teachers experimenting and try to, you know, help his son with Yeah, get him to have like some cojones. Um, but just just the way that it's done and just the characters and, and these kids are so endearing and it's so tough seeing, you know, them, you know, sacrifice themselves and you know, um everybody, you know, everybody's got a crush and it just it was just it was just everything that they tried to do, they did it so well. And I was right there with them. I was right there with them. And, you know, even getting up to the end when they, you know, it's that they start bombing shit and, you know, they ended up living in this camp. And a couple mm. months later, now at the end, we find out that this virus has these. Well, we kind of find out during, too, but. The virus like creates like a very small percentage of people that are kind of like super beings at this mm-hmm. point. And one of the one of their um, one of their classmates classmates was infected in this way, and she's just like running around, just doing fly shit. Mm-hmm. And you know, hopefully, we get a chance to revisit that in season two, and you know, discover more about this world that that is being built with these with these kids who are quickly growing up and you know this this was just a great i mean great action you know there are some stupid deaths like <laughs> any zombie movie or any zombie show i feel like oh, definitely there has to be honestly those might be the most realistic the stupid deaths are probably the most realistic deaths yeah. Yeah, because, you know, people aren't going to do the right thing all the time or do the most sensical thing all the time. This was, if y'all get a chance, check out the episode where we talked about All of Us Are Dead. And if you get a chance also, check it out because I feel like you'll be pleasantly surprised with um, this show. I'll be honest. I feel like All of Us Are Dead helped fill. You'll probably hear me say this a lot um, throughout most of our episodes but in this one i like to say something fills a void for me i feel like if it can fill a void that just means like that little area of aching for something good uh that that really there's one there's one show that is like the perfect show for me hannibal that just it really i mean honestly it kind of ruined my life it kind of ruined my life because after that, I'm just like, there's nothing that compares. Yeah. There is an open chasm yeah. in me that can only be filled by a season four of Hannibal yeah. and, and, and finishing this up or at least going on forever. I don't know. Um, especially seeing the incomparable acting of Mads Mikkelsen just as Hannibal Lecter. Per, per, Perfection. Don't forget your boy Lawrence Fishburne now. Yes. Well, Lawrence Fishburne in the. uh, I mean, but that's the thing. I could go on and on. I could have my own podcast for many seasons (laughs) just talking (laughs) about about the perfection that is Hannibal. But I digress. It left a void in me that has yet to be filled. Every now and then, there are things that make me feel like, has this filled the void? This is not that. But there is a separate void that was filled, which was from High School of the Dead. Yeah. I feel like this is the very, 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 very less etchy. Um, and Gosh. if you are into anime, anime and yeah. the different genres of things, E C C H I etchy, um, very fan servicey. Yeah. High School of the Dead, very fan servicey. Um, if you're not into that, don't watch it. But if you're into lots of jiggling and 
stuff uh, <laughs> than watch it. It was decent but action too. It was good. It was, it, it was good. I put you onto it. It yeah. was good. But I remember one but time we were watching it and your mom came to talk to you and you paused it on a certain on a certain part and she was like, I know she was like are these Negroes down here watching hentai? If she knew what hentai is, she might. But I know she was like, so you just decided to pause on this scene. I, I, mean, I don't know. That's what I was like. I was like, I was, please, your mom is going to think that I am turning you into a pervert. But anyways, this filled that void for me gotcha. because that will never be finished. Um, I know that the mangaka... Uh, abandoned it and then yeah. i came to find out that he passed yeah. so it will never be finished um but yes uh that's why i like this yeah, i mean there's so many tropes of of zombie movies and zombie ape outbreaks and people being caught up in schools and having to fight their way out mm. but for some reason this particularly reminded me of high school of the dead i thought it was just well done mm. you know they, they captured a little bit of the teen angst they captured a little bit of the frustration they captured a little bit of the heroic her- oh, yeah, and like the love triangles and things and, like that as yeah, well like it was yeah, it was just it was just well done yeah know? You'll hear me say that a lot about my picks for the year. I just feel like well done TV is good TV. It's uh, it's on the you, babe. Yeah, okay. That was a good pick. I like that. Mm. Um, For number three for me, mm, I feel like this is a layup. Might as well. Uh, The Boys season three. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I was skeptical if they were going to be able to continue. And... um. Uh, shit it didn't disappoint i mean i don't i mean homelander somehow was even more deranged Mm -hmm. and this is coming from a man that was like suckling off some woman's teeth Mm -hmm. you know the first season and and Mm -hmm. holding on to the last vestiges of Mm -hmm. her breast milk and the second season to Mm -hmm. you know drink out of the bottles reserved for her baby um like he he was freed from the shackles of you know respectability to still get love from the public especially at the end it was like oh they love it when i'm deranged mm-hmm. um that meme. yeah <laughs> and i i what i expected from mother's milk's ex-wife's new husband or boyfriend or whatever he delivered because he was the main one cheering homelander on period but then after he blasted some person's head off uh i was like oh okay he was just waiting for his time because some middle america little doughy uh non-consequential mediocre white man of course is going to be all for whatever alt-right oh white power um representative that's gonna make him feel like you know he's the shit especially after his you know girlfriend's big black ex-husband knocked him out in his own driveway you know that was everything he needed and more i think they're married but I, i really feel like the creators of the show had a lot of self-examination and insight into that part of the psyche of the general the general the crazy populace. part about that is these are dynamics 
that exist in real life yeah. for example one of the founders of um oh god what is their name not the good old boys um the proud boys the proud boys yeah. one of their founders the proud boys white supremacy group yeah all about white people being above black people and other minority groups one of the founders is married to a black woman married and has biracial and by that black and black presenting children it seems ludicrous as hell but that shit is happening in real life so for it to be portrayed basically in in the show it's well, just that, like that's part of what the you know, does so brilliant does art it's, imitate reality or does reality such, imitate art it's well, such like, a social commentary you yeah. know what i mean and they and they they weave it in and they you know still tell their fantastic tales right? yeah but they they bring such a believability i'm saying if it wasn't universe. for people shooting lasers out of their eyeballs it'd be like yeah yeah, yeah. this happens right. in real life yeah and, and and you know you you watch season two and you're like man it, it, it really can't get better than this yeah and then season three comes out and you're just like fuck man. of course i almost fully paraplegic a Nazi superhero would be giving out handies yeah. to Homelander uh, before she bites off her own tongue because she Killed can't take it anymore. Right. You know, <laughs> why wouldn't that happen? So keep in mind, y'all. This uh, this podcast is for grown ups. Oh, spoilers! Uh, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but yeah, no spoilers all throughout. Okay, so that is your third one, babe. Um, the Boys season three. There's yeah, no I mean, there's so much that we could talk about. We could talk about freaking. A train. He Getting, didn't really have a redemption arc. It's as much he, of a redemption. He dragged as a. Ra- he literally came. dragged a racist and then got his heart. I guess. I I guess a redemption arc because now he can run around. He's I mean, got a new super heart. But he also he also had like some semblance of morality. True. You know what I mean? And then like, he's got his family drama. His mm-hmm. his his brother got fucked up by said racist soup. Yep. So I mean, there's it's it's almost redemption, but he has so much taken away from him. Yeah, as well. you got Huey. He found out, you know, he tried to get away from he tried to get away from but- Butcher and them, and oh, there's another way to take down these bad soups. And Psych. I'm dealing with, Psych. you know, um, what was her name? Valerie. No, I forget her name. Anyways, he was dealing with her, but he didn't know she Victoria was fucking. Yeah, he didn't know she was the head popper. Yeah. And then he found out and he was like, oh, shit. And it was like, yeah, dude, <laughs> there is only there, one way. There's only one way, bro. And and there's so many themes. And everybody's that. doing it. Butcher's just up front about it. Yeah. We I got mean, to see Kimiko kill somebody with dildos. That was... F- <laughs> <laughs> that was fucked. Uh, <laughs> Literally. Yeah, there's, there's only been so many ways this show can surprise and astound me at, at this point. It's It's... It's almost laughably. That was the second person. That was the second Asian woman we saw beat a white man up with a dildo this year. Because everything, everywhere, all at once. Remember? (laughs) Can you imagine? We're living in a time where there was two pieces of media where we got to see two Asian women kill white men with dildos. What a (laughs) dildo. Having too much fun. She's having too much fun. <laughs> Just the lunacy of it all, y'all. It's, what a time to be alive. It's crazy. Lord. All right. 
so that's disgusting. Not, notwithstanding, like like we said, we could talk about the boys. We can do multiple episodes on the boys. We could have a the boys podcast, honestly. But um, okay, so my next one that I really really enjoyed um, was How to Build a Sex Room on Netflix. Okay, um, put you on today, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say put you on. We watched it at the same time. We watched it together. Yes. But I am um, the one who said, let's watch it. Recommend it. Yes. Um, <laughs> very enjoyable show. Very kind of whimsical, but also tackling um, things that, you know, maybe people aren't too too willing to talk about her or, you know, go over their kinks. And, you know, this these are people in relationships or married or in polycules or single. And I think they did a great a job. Reincorporate their sexuality into their lives and i thought that that was really cool i think they did a great job in making it making it accessible yeah um and engaging i think they have a wonderful host slash designer yeah um and it was just funny and it honestly when you go to watch it you think it's just going to be kind of like mindless fun, like this is a decorating show, and like the twist is okay, yeah, it's for sex rooms. But honestly, it challenged me not on all of the episodes, but there was one in particular where it challenged me on my initial preconception mm-hmm. of a couple. Mm-hmm. And as they went through, I was like, okay color me wrong all right like shit this show talked about a lot when it comes to relationships like Mm -hmm. it really talked about the connection with people and you know how you can re-engage that connection and i really think that i think i think we became closer as a married couple and i feel like there's something in it for everyone and you know and it's framed with you know the redecorating of these people's homes and property to Mm -hmm. to, have these spaces where sexual endeavors can be enjoyed but ultimately they do talk to the clients quite a bit right and And i think what makes them tick and what it was really really good that was the point that i think hit home for me the most besides like the dynamics between people which challenged a preconception that i have and again it was a specific episode where i was like okay pegged y'all all wrong that was my mistake like literally i thought wow y'all will be the most awkward this is the most awkward interaction you know this is going to be a problem and it was the exact opposite honestly and i was like wow okay i was wrong as shit besides that though overall i feel like it challenged me in particular i think especially the way that i was raised Mm. i was raised oh you know a good southern baptist mama and a so my father is muslim i was raised in islam um i was afforded the choice now although i was a little girl i was about four when i made the choice i had the option you know i went to church with my mom i went to masjid with my dad and then i made the choice do i want to be a christian do i want to be muslim so you know and i made the choice and i am where i am these things are not going to change for me i don't regret it at all i still consider myself a muslim but very modernized westernized living for this earth Mm -hmm. and whatever we're not going to get into theology and my relationship with with that but that is to illustrate also prior to my dad being muslim uh he is what people would call a revert 
uh, or what Muslims will call revert. Hate that. Whatever. If you're listening, you understand if you're a Muslim. Uh, prior to that, my dad was very Catholic. So this gives you an idea of the level of theology and guilt and over um overemphasized sense of conscious and right and wrong right and not living for the flesh that i was raised with and so for a long time it was like you know uh giving into your sexual desires being led by your sexual desires that makes you weak we're people we have a consciousness we have intellect there is more to life than just sex it's not the most important thing in a relationship and i feel like this show made me see that people who enjoy sex people who are open about their sexuality people who have these conversations with their partners people who who see this part of their lives and their relationships as being important are not just you know mindless beasts right or people who are giving in to their base desires because with that for them to have this sort of relationship with their partners to want to foster this relationship with their partners expand it have a room where they can explore it and 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 nurture it it takes a lot of openness and trust to have this level of intimacy with another person and not to feel shame and to be able to explore that with them. Mm. Like these people had, I mean, for, well, for the most part, there were some people who were like, Ooh, I see some issues there. But for the most part, these people had such good relationships not only with themselves with their partners and i feel like it helped to challenge again the way that i was raising these preconceived notions of what i'm a higher person i have i know my higher self because i'm not let around you know quote unquote let around by my dick or my female parts um my (laughs) my female parts i was gonna say clit that rhymes more with dick than than poussoir but anyways um you know i i for me it made me realize that especially as a married woman right so now i have that excuse and um it's a good excuse and it makes me feel better about it that as a married woman why should i still have these hang-ups and these negative preconceptions in regards to sex and making sex important in regards to your intimate relationship with your partner because it does take a lot it takes a lot of trust it takes a lot of communication it takes a level of letting go of shame in order to build these important and foundational almost mm-hmm. relationships with another person yeah i i feel like the it's a lighthearted show but it like it has it has depth there it has a lot it's of depth quote unquote lighthearted. i mean yeah. i feel like it's 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 a low barrier to entry but it's very deep like the rabbit hole goes mm-hmm. but I, I feel like you know, not all of these relationships were great relationships, but what I will say is that 
it showed and displayed what people are willing to do when they love someone and they're trying to get back into a position to have a better relationship or they're trying to improve their relationship and sometimes it can be done different ways but for these people for these couples for these you know people trying to get in a better relationship with themselves there's a single lady on there who's trying to get in a better relationship with herself after a marriage where she was not able to express those things or, or be pleased in certain ways so it's really just about what you're willing to do to get better and that's what i think really really um you know brings resonated me into with you. it and okay. resonated with me is that this this these are people who love someone mm-hmm. and they want to be better with yeah even person, if the person you love person. is you you know what i mean and yeah yeah and then you know and, and they examine all these different types of relationships it was so good y'all it was so good it was I definitely recommend i'm glad that you brought it up i didn't forget that we had watched that but it was it was su- it surprised me yeah. yeah it surprised me for you too because the host or the decorator is british and you tend to you have this weird like i'm trying to think of the word prejudice yep no that's the word you have this weird prejudice against um british media because i love it there's so many like british like crime dramas and other stuff and you know i love um the great british breaking show and just so many british shows but mainly crime dramas that i love you did watch luther with me you were into luther but that's just because you recognize and you like idris elba Uh, but other than that no i mean you were you are not into british shows you have got this when you find out an actor is british and you're like you literally you be like oh this is a the show when you find out that they're british but they're putting an american accent you'd be like mm, they couldn't have found an american true, actor true blood especially the black ones oh true my blood god damaged me. true blood damaged me with that because i remember thinking like you know everybody's such great actors why because of bill um but and, just, and uh sookie yeah, you know sookie people, she's um she's british yeah yeah so i mean or she's but, from where is she from i thought well either way but I don't feel as though I'm prejudiced against British media. I just feel like I guess we're on different ends of the spectrum where if it's really good, I'll watch it and I'll enjoy it. But I think all the shows that I watch that they, are from right, the British cool. crime I, dramas I and British dramas saying, are amazing. But I feel like you're on the um, other side of the first spectrum. First of all, um, we wa- I watched this last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really on our list, but I would recommend it to you. Behind Her Eyes is a British drama, which he's gonna refuse to watch whatever watch that shit i feel like i pride myself on being able to find a twist that fucked me up all right back to the regular scheduled programming <laughs> behind her eyes y'all. yeah but either way uh watch how to build a sex room um very I good will try to work to enjoy more british programming and Courtney will try to work to enjoy a little less British program. And we'll just meet in the middle. Oh, no, that's not going to happen. You're just going to have to meet me where I'm at. See. (laughs) Marriage, you guys. It's on you, babe. Uh, Okay. So this will be my number four, right? Number four. Um, My number four. Hmm. Ooh, this is hard. You only got two spots left. This is hard. There's so many good things. Can you scroll down? I'm looking That's at it. the list that he has here. Okay, scroll back up. Um, shit. 
I feel like I'm gonna keep it cute. I'm gonna keep it cute. Okay. House of the Dragon. Okay. Because it was good. It was good. Um, there were so many people that did such a good job in this show i mean you have millie alcock who was the young princess rainera i know a lot of people were sad to see that she didn't survive the time jump and people thought she could but i think that you know at first i wasn't quite sure but emma darcy darcy Mm -hmm. darcy that that little that little accent off of the d you know um or that that what would you call that dash apostrophe between the d and the a of darcy emma darcy they are a a wonderful actor Mm -hmm. i think i'm also being influenced off of like the the hbo interviews of course that they did with um olivia cook who played allison hightower i mean the the chemistry there is undeniable you've got matt smith as damon targaryen i mean perfection perfection as damon let's not forget daddy patty now patty Patty considine as viserys i mean people were acting their ass off and you know what i'll give it to fabian frankel as sir Kristen cole i think he he did what he needed to be done i think he 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 was meant to be hated and to just i mean excuse my french but to be looked at as a as he called uh princess rainera a fucking cunt yep. he was a cunt yep um oh you've got reese if Iffins, who i i had started re-watching elementary he was in elementary as mycroft yeah um he did a wonderful job yeah uh, i mean yeah yeah everyone oh ryan core and Sir Harwin Strong, they Steven did my Tucson man's dirty. As, as uh, Corlin Valerian, they mm-hmm. discovered black folks now. Like it's, I mean, it no, was. There's no argument here. The actors in this, I, I, I hope to see them in more things. But in this, in particular, I know you know people had some qualms with the story. Um, I feel like they had a lot of license to go in certain points. They couldn't they couldn't stray too far yeah. because the story is the story, yeah. right? And of course, what we know from uh, George R. R. Martin um, is of like third hand accounts. Mm-hmm. And so what they're saying is based off of those third hand accounts, we can tell you what really happened. Yeah. I mean, the end will always be the end, but we can tell you how we got there, more how the context, story, yes, what more, actually happened, yeah. you know, as opposed to this third party account, what they would be more biased to say. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say perfect or close to perfect, but entertaining and also well done yeah yeah and i'm definitely looking forward to season two um i can't wait to see matt smith come back i mean matt smith against uh ewan mitchell as amond just mm-hmm. matt smith as damon is the right level of of sassy and unhinged 
and just he's perfect they made us love damon although he's irredeemable he's a and they showed us how irredeemable he was i mean to bring your own niece into essentially a a whorehouse and seduce her and almost defile her and then what you just can't get it up and then you know you come to i mean they they do pre-consummate their marriage but to see the different sides of damon to show him as a full person even though there are things that he does where it's just like you are deplorable and yet you can still root for him i mean i mean we all saw how the internet their panties went up in flames for damon right and just like especially damon and Rainier, where they're like I can't wait to see um, what war crimes they both do in the next season, uh, so that I can justify them. Yeah, they 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 already got the green light. The, yeah. the, the baby got chomped by um, oh, Vagar, and um, now you know no nobody really gives a fuck. Like everybody just yeah. like, oh, well, you know, y'all. That last episode, y'all I was just sitting there waiting for it to happen because I was like, you know, I had already looked up all the lore. I knew what was going makeup. to happen. And as soon as she was talking to her babe and was like, okay, I'm going to send you to um, Stormwatch. And I was like, not Stormwatch. Storm's in. Right. So, yeah. Storm's end. Storm's end. I don't know. I guess I put together Storm's end in the Night Watch. But yes, it, it killed me to have to kind of sit there and be like, all right, well we're gonna see this happen and the way that they not illustrated it but the the way that they brought it to life it was horrifying yeah it was it was just brilliantly done yeah just the whole the last six eight ten minutes of that episode was just perfection you know and you already know what's gonna happen i was just like just stay in the castle just Just stay in the castle wait till tomorrow he won't let him hurt you there the silhouette of vagar as he like pulls up on arax and lands and just it's so foreboding and it's just like bro (laughs) hey you should you should know something don't feel right and you see this dragon and you know who rides it oh man so good okay oh you know, I definitely like to see the the interactions between uncles and nephews. Yeah, because so you know, Amon. Yeah, you strong boy. Like, cheers to the strong boys. And then Damon was like, "All right, so we, that was fun. So, you humbling your nephews. Right, I was say, we humbling nephews. How today, are you doing, dude? nephew? And I was like, just right, just right. You gra- you gather him. But then it's also like the confusion." because of all the incest because you you're sitting here humbling your nephews while your brother is ignoring his sister wife who we all know that you actually love so it's your your sister mistress and then it's widely speculated that your nephews are your nephew are your your nephews and your nieces are your your nephew niece children (laughs) it's just like there's so much incest (laughs) My head hurts. Okay, so is related to whom? My fourth pick um, will be the peripheral. 
Um, the okay. most recent show that we watched, um, we actually covered it last episode. We covered the beginning. We finished. The, we finished mm-hmm. the peripheral, and I missed it, it already. Was, huh? I missed it already. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, but the ending was very confusing. Um, as yes. befits, you know, uh, um, a series helmed by the folks behind Westworld. Um, so I'm excited for season two, just just in the sense of getting some clarity from the mm-hmm. end of season one and seeing how they continue it. Very well acted, Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, I can't I can't think of the the black guy's name. I think his name was Gary or something. Gary something. Um, but you, yeah, you had a really strong cast of some uh, people. Gary Carr Gary as well. Thank you. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's a mystery, it's action, it's intrigue, it's sci-fi, it's, it's high concepts. And it's, it was just really, really mm-hmm. fucking good, man. I think Jack, uh, Raynor, who I said was the younger, good looking version of, um, of, uh, what's his name? Who's always high? Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. I was about to say the boy's diabolical. Yeah. He looked, he just looks like a young, hot. Uh, Seth Rogen to be Jack Raynor. The boys di- diabolical. I mean, I I feel like he could be. I feel like he could be of the Quaid clan. Who? Jack Raynor. I feel like he could be a Quaid. Okay. Like know. Jack Jack Quaid looks like his mom and dad. I feel like Jack Raynor would like be like just of Dennis Quaid and maybe like somebody else. Jack Quaid's mom is Meg Ryan, so he looks like both of them to me. Okay. That was I random. See, I can see Jack <laughs> Raynor as of the Quaid clan. That's what I'm okay. saying. Um, Peripheral was excellent. Yeah. Um, Eli, Gory, Connor, who he pissed me off. Um, the fact that we learned the way that he lost his lost limbs, his I was limbs, like, yeah. Lord Jesus. But I mean, granted, as we found out, it was it, it was orchestrated that way, almost to the point where he he could not have done anything else based off of the of the haptics haptics. i mean i feel like we talked about this um so go back and listen to our our older episode where we're talking about the peripheral Mm -hmm. so you'll get a little bit more background but we come to find out that you know the haptics that they have basically that information was sent back into the past for them to test it out specifically to see what they could make people do uh and one of the things that ended up happening to make them do is him making a stupid fucking decision to be um a dog lover at that point yeah i guess to be compassionate which they allude to throughout the especially in the beginning but throughout the whole thing about this level of compassion but with the haptics we find they are compelling this compassion. compassion um but at first when i first saw it i was like who would ever and who of my skin folk whatever mm. this is so they they even say that hey this is a tactic that the enemy is using to blow people up and yeah whatever so there's that um it's a good show i agree with you watch it yeah okay you have one more pick my love um hmm will it be she-hawk will it be hawkeye you know it's funny there's so many things on this list that we've watched that are so good so i'm just gonna throw a dart and i am going to hit 
Mm, Legend of Fox Machina. That's your last pick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You, yeah. You did it. I mean, there the were so many. I did like it. Yeah. I liked it. I think I liked it a lot more than you liked it. You did. Uh, <laughs> you did. That's okay. Like I said, there's so many good things. Uh, I'm just gonna pick that one. I am actually excited to, for season two. I thought it was really good. Um, I like to gauge a lot of the stuff that I like based off of um, talk shit ability, mm-hmm. uh, and I was able to talk shit a good amount with For this sure. show um i think this is one of the hits from uh amazon prime that i liked uh it was around the same time that we were even watching um uh the wheel of time and yeah. between the two i very much so like this over wheel of time okay um Wait, we watched that this year. Oh, yes, and it's not on the list. Which Maybe is it's because we didn't cover it on the show. I think we did. I'm pretty sure we did. Maybe it was last year, babe. I feel it had to be last year. Okay, it regardless. It might have been late last year. At a certain point, I believe that they were, they overlapped. Right. One stopped while the other one continued. And. I or because they're so similar as far as like fantasy um that's why I have them neck and neck in my mind um yeah but when did it stop anyways regardless uh the legend of vox machina I enjoyed it I would recommend it to anyone another animated show that um is mature uh so animated fantasy mature um I would say that was my number five pick. Uh, there are so many good things on this list. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I Wheel enjoyed of watching Time it. finished December 24th. Oh, okay. Well. So yeah, it wasn't in it wasn't in 2022. Right, but boom. yeah, it was around the same. I mean, we probably was watching it around the same time. Legend of Vox Machina was great. I enjoyed it. It wasn't as enjoyable to me as it was to you, like you said. But that buns that doesn't mean it wasn't great. Um I am looking forward to season two. I hope that they really have a chance to flesh out the lore of the of the country. Um, I think that season one was very character focused, almost to a detriment, because some of the things that they were doing and some of their motivations just didn't make sense because we didn't really have that. Wasn't Alison Brie a voice actress in this? Uh, if you said it, I'd believe you, but I didn't look too deep into the voice cast. So, um, yeah, maybe not. Never mind. Okay. Uh, well, for my last pick, I will give Courtney credit yet again because she put mm-hmm. me onto this movie or this show called Silent Sea on Netflix. It's a Korean drama, and oh, it was fucking I'm surprised. Amazing. It was fucking amazing. Um, we watched that almost straight through. Um, I feel like two days mm-hmm. we, we were done. Um, really, really engaging, just the atmospheric and just the just the mystery of what happened to this ship, the political implications of, you know, getting this technology and uh, everything. I mean, it had uh, one of the actors from um, Gong Yu, Gong Yu from uh, Squid Game. Um, and it also Bay had Duna. an actor from um, from Sense Sensei Bay Duna. Yeah. So, I mean, there are some some familiar faces in there and it was just, uh, you know, I love sci fi. So, you know, you put these people out in space and I believe you know, Hei Song Tae was from um, uh, from Squid Game. Squid Game. OK. He was the one that had. Yeah. He yes, was the guy the, that uh, had the, the bully. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. That had so, the snake tattoo on his face. Really, really good show, man. Really, like I said, just atmospheric. Just the situations and scenarios that these folks were going through. Um, yeah, and it, and it ended well. It ended well. I thought that it ended well. I First was struggling all, with this spot between Silency and Hellbound. And I had to go with Silency because the ending was just better. Hellbound kind of ended on a really, like... I mean, it was a great year for Korean shows. I agree. I agree. And it's all thanks to you, babe. So yeah. I appreciate you. Yeah. Um, I'd just like to say I was like muttering to myself as you were talking, but just in case y'all didn't hear me gung you, just fine. Chef's kiss. Fine. Man's look good, y'all. All right. Well, that's our top five of the year. Let's review. Courtney one, Sandman. Courtney two. Uh, the Boys, Diabolical, Courtney 3, The Boys Season 3, Courtney 4, House of the Dragon Season 1, and Courtney 5, Legend of Vox Machina. That is her top five, y'all. Make sure y'all check out all of these shows that we're mentioning. Coming back to me, uh, Marshall 1 is the world's finest assassin, gets reincarnated in another world as an aristocrat. Mm-hmm. Gotta love it. Uh, nice little isekai. Marshall 2, All of Us Are Dead Season 1. Check it out. Another Korean drama that we were uh, talking about. Marshall 3, How to Build a Sex Room Season 1 on Netflix. Please make sure y'all check it out. Do it with your significant other. Do it alone. Uh, It's just really good entertainment. Marshall 4 being... I can't find myself here. Where am I at? Oh, The Peripheral on Amazon uh, Prime Video. And then finally, Silent Sea Season 1 on Netflix. Y'all, Hawkeye is trash. That's the way I feel. Let's move Hmm. on. So, what, the next segment will be what we're most looking forward to? I got a list here, babe. I okay. got a list, and um, we can just talk a little bit about a couple of things shortly that we're looking forward to in 2023. Primarily in the beginning of, of 2023, we have some options here. And, um, yeah. All right. Let's begin. Um, super excited to get some information in January about Invincible Season Very 2. Very optimistic. Very optimistic <laughs> uh, for Invincible Season 2. We don't have Again, a shout out to date. Alex. He put us on to that. He did. He, he said did. he thought that he we would like it. He was 100% it. correct. First episode had me. First episode had me. It was the first episode. I liked it. Um, as we all know, and I've said many times, it was that, what, the last five, five minutes? minutes? Ooh that just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fucked me up yeah but also hooked me i was like all right yeah he okay. was right this is my type of shit so we'll be getting some information on invincible season two in january per their twitter account not a release date apparently but some information we've already spoiled a lot of it for ourselves but i still want to see the shit mm-hmm. uh so moving Think forward mark <laughs> sticking with prime video hunters is finally returning for mm-hmm. season two this was a this was a show that we were addicted to and I what honestly, a twist i words i honestly don't know how they're going to move forward i'm looking forward i'm looking forward to it uh that twist fucked me yeah. that twist fucked me up yeah 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 for sure. I was like, wait, ah, Pacino. For wait, sure. For wait. Sure. So wait. We're we're going he to get back into He was dead all that. along. We're going to get back into that. Um and then keeping it keeping it short, y'all. Um sticking with Prime Video, um Carnival Row season 2, the final season of mm-hmm. Carnival Row, unfortunately. Looking but forward to seeing Cara Delevingne and Orlando Bloom again. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Orlando Bloom being a curmudgeon, a curmudgeon. and not just being, you know, uh, the pretty protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean he's getting up there and you can see the lines in his face. So I think, I think he know, still he's looks gotta good lean for back on his age. acting chops. He, I mean he looks good, but he don't look pretty like how you used to look pretty. Well, you know, he, they they you know, they he let not him, let, let him grow up a no little more. let him grow out a little shaggy beard that changes things. I mean if he was But that's not gonna make cut, him pretty. I don't know. Either way. All right, so uh, moving on from then, we did a Snap trailer reaction on this earlier, The Last of Us, HBO Max. I'm so much more excited now um, after seeing that trailer and mm-hmm. seeing the environments and, and just, ooh. And then in keeping with Pedro, <sighs> yeah, The Mandalorian, Mandalorian Season 3, Disney season Plus. Three. Disney Plus is coming, y'all. Uh-huh. We got Season 2.5 in the form of the Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> Um, but right. it wasn't enough to make Boba Fett in my top five. Even though the last half of the season was far superior, but it was it pretty was much good. the Mandalorian. It 2. was good 5. nostalgia. I definitely, I, I was happy to see them give you know original characters who you know actors who were still around, mm-hmm. letting them, not letting them, but give, giving them their flowers and. Yeah, I guess letting them show that they still got those acting chops. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I didn't even put Kenobi on the list of everything we reviewed this year. Uh-huh. And it just escaped me that it's not here. And yeah, but I, I think that's also because it disappointed the mess out of you. I yeah. think with Kenobi, the best part of the show were the people who were not Kenobi. For me. Yeah. Yeah, um, un- unquestionably. Uh, and also, they really kind of... that The whole Leia thing, even though that that's what the season was about, it really just overstated its welcome. And I, yeah, I, just, I know you hated how they, uh, I guess, nerfed. Would that be the term? Yeah. Um, Kenobi. Yeah. Um, I am excited more to see more things from uh, Moses Ingram who played Reva Savander. She was also um, in s- sister, the Queen's six Gambit. Sister? She was also in the Queen's Gambit and she was excellent in the Queen's Gambit. I thought that was her. That was her, yes. Okay. She is a brilliant young actress and she was, I mean, I can't say she was the best part of the show because I didn't really think that there were many good parts of the That's show. That's funny. But um, she did she did really well, and I I didn't think that she was written well enough for someone of her caliber. Let's move forward. Oh, sorry, just... I just want to say one more thing. I thought it was funny that uh, there's an the Inquisitor who was played by Rupert Friend, who um, is an actor that uh, I think often gets mistaken or interchanged with Orlando Bloom because uh, they look very much so alike. Really? Um, yeah, it's just one of those funny things, especially since we were just talking about Carnival Row. Yeah. Well, they ugly that man up. If he looked like uh, Orlando Bloom, I would yeah. assume he's attractive. He is. Yeah, they ugly the muff at that role. That's what's up. Uh, So let's move forward. I just wanted to explain shortly why um, y'all didn't hear anything about Kenobi. And we did (laughs) kind of cover it this year. And it it, it was upsetting me. So uh, we also should get Ahsoka this year. I'm very hopeful for that. Vikings Valhalla season two is coming. My shit. Mm. Um, she she put me on to that. I, and what's funny is she was watching Vikings Valhalla and I was like playing a game or something. But every time I came downstairs, I'd be like, 
man, I'm, it's been 10, 15 minutes. I'm still down here watching this with mm-hmm. you. And um, eventually I just sat down and, and started watching and she caught me up and it was a great show. So I'm really excited for season two. Same season. Cool. Last but not least, <laughs> y'all, we got Bel Air season two coming back on Peacock. Y'all keep in mind, these are not everything that is coming this year. This is pretty much in the beginning, maybe first three months. But these are things that we're excited for. What are y'all excited for? What was I your tell favorite you, I stuff? am excited for Bel Air season two. After that little teaser trailer, I yeah. was just like, okay, y'all yeah. about to piss me we off. We thought it was a trailer. It was a teaser. But yeah, what are y'all excited for in 2023? What are some of y'all favorite things that y'all watched in 2022? What are some things we missed in 2022? You know, you can let us know. Well, let us know how y'all felt about our show in 2022. I mean, honestly, you know. Anything that we can do to improve, uh, keep it cute. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good year, mm-hmm. um, but I'm looking forward to 2023 and more entertainment, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, feel free to, you know, hit us up. Um, you can find me on most, if not all, social media networks at the Okami Council. Again, that is the Okami Council, T H E O K A M I C O U. N-C-I-L The Okami Council um, At me say hey I listen to Blurred Watchers Uh, Y'all should have watched or you should should appreciate Hawkeye more and I'll be like block But anyway um, where can they find you Um, uh, At many places (laughs) Neo Queen Celine Uh, That's a shout out to Sailor Moon Mm -hmm. uh, And a name Of mine Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, if you you know i'm sure you can get guess which one but yeah um i guess to be less vague instagram twitter i mean yeah, i guess you could look for my tiktok but yeah neo queen celine yeah y'all um so really that's uh that's pretty much that's our show the the wrap-up for 2022 we watched such great stuff i hope you enjoyed um yeah tangents and fun and uh political views <laughs> but i tell you one thing man we'll be back in january and we'll be covering some flash shit um we might be able to do some interesting stuff this next year coming up so i hope that you guys are hanging out with us that's all we got today we're not gonna keep up more of your time baby i love you i'm so thankful that you're sitting here hanging out with me for a few months uh or a few hours every month and uh let me share you with all the good folks let, let us know if you got anything if not we'll be around otherwise uh see you next month bye happy new year <laughs>